people. Welcome back to another episode of Mind Body Jesus. My name is Tori. Today we'll be talking about what is the process. Mind Body Jesus. That's the process. Did I give you a hint? I just named the podcast The Process. So there you go. It's not a secret. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk a little bit more about that today. What does that exactly mean? And what does that look like in my coaching? But first, we're going to break down the name a little bit here. So Sunrise Holistic. I like things to be very meaningful. That's just always been a part of me. I like something to have a meaning to it. Like how some people, they get like pizza and they get like random like objects tattooed on their arms. I couldn't do that. I'd have to be like my long lost brother or sister or like some traumatic event that happened. Like for me, everything has to have a meaning. (laughs) Um, So yeah, let's talk about the name Sunrise Holistic. So I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm not normally the person to do this, though I have had it happen before. I literally woke up with that name in my head, Sunrise Holistic, A New Dawn for Your Health. Isn't that interesting? You know, it really does help when you wake up with those things because you're like, oh, great. Now I don't have to figure it out. Um, But, you know, I'm just wondering and I think maybe that was God. Maybe he gave me that. So I just rolled with it. So, but also I feel like that name, Sunrise Holistic, it embodies a little bit of what the business is supposed to embody. So let's talk about sunrise. What is significant about a sunrise? So a sunrise comes up right after the darkest part of the night. It's kind of symbolic of a new start. And in Lamentations 3.23, we are also promised that his mercies are new every morning. Yay! So, new start, comes after dark, new mercies. Sounds good to me. And then holistic. Holistic can be defined as characterized by the treatment of a whole person rather than just the symptoms of disease. It's a comprehensive outlook. So we're looking at the whole picture here. So Sunrise Holistic, a new dawn for your health in a comprehensive way. So then we come to our process, mind, body, Jesus. So let's go to mind. What does a sunrise look like for your mind? What does a new day, a new dawn look like for your mind? And then your body. What would a sunrise look like for your body? And then we come to our spirit, our spirit that has been bought and renewed by Jesus, what would a sunrise look like in your relationship with God? What would that new start look like in those areas, mind, body, spirit? Um, So this is the method that I desire and use within my coaching. Um, So we're just going to break it down. We're just going to talk a little bit more in depth about each one of those. So what are some things that we can do for the mind? Um, well, right off the bat, we can renew our minds away from the lies and instead fill them with God's truth. So in Romans 12, 2, it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Um, so transforming our mind leads to clarity 
and being able to test and approve God's will. So we don't have to be all chaotic, running around like, oh my gosh, what am I supposed to be doing? Well, let's renew your mind. And then I like to call this intentional thinking, and literally it's what it is. Uh, sometimes we just go throughout the day, we, we reactively think, um, or not even reactively think, we just react. So sometimes I'll say, if you're kind of buzzing around, kind of just worked up, I'll say, just close your eyes for a second. I just want to ask you some questions to think about to kind of slow down a little bit. We're going to slow down a little bit because sometimes we go so fast that we miss things. And if we were just slow down, maybe we can backtrack. Oh, why am I so anxious? Oh, that's right, because this happened and I just shoved it back there and just trying to go along my day, but I'm anxious the whole day. And so we don't want to live like that. We kind of we want to slow down a little bit. So we do that for the mind. Also, another thing we do for the, for the mind, we can reframe our struggles as opportunities or we can just reframe things in general. So, for example, reframing a struggle as an opportunity, um, say, oh, shoot, I'm going to get fired from my job. And I hear you say that. It's like, yeah, that stinks. But I also know for the last three months you've been complaining about it. You've been wanting a new job. Um, but you've just been comfortable enough to stay and not uncomfortable enough to leave. So maybe this is an opportunity. So how can we, how can we leverage this in that way? Another thing we do for the mind is identify things from a different perspective. And I think this is interesting because we see this happen when David committed adultery with Bathsheba. And what did God do? He sent Nathan to David and Nathan told him this cute little story about this poor man and this rich man, which actually it's not a cute story. It's kind of sad. This poor man and this rich man and the rich man stole the poor man's ewe lamb, ewe lamb. Nobody calls it an ewe lamb anymore, but um, he stole his ewe lamb, the only one he had. And um, when this rich man, he had, he had whatever he needed. And so you know what David says? He says, the man who did this deserves to die. And he was talking about himself and he didn't even know it. <laughs> what a different perspective he had when the story was on the outside of him and not, he didn't know that it was about himself. So, you know, sometimes let's say, so you're going through this issue. What would you tell your sister? What would you tell your mom if they were in this situation right now? just a different way to look at it. Um, also, we cultivate awareness around our thought patterns or triggers. Um, for example, I notice every time I'm in an uncomfortable situation and with new people, I just assume that they all don't like me right off the bat. And I just shut down. I get so stressed and I just find it so hard to, um, you know, communicate with people from there. So maybe this has just been so ingrained in you as like a protective mechanism type thing. And you, you just, this is just, this is like reactive, like we were talking about. It's just reactive. But, you know, you never slow down to really think, oh, okay, this happens every single time that I get into this situation. And then lastly for the mind, 
um, one of the things we can do is um, cultivate healthy relational boundaries. Oh my golly. Boundaries are such a important thing um, because if you don't have them, then you do things you don't want to do. You get resentful. It taints relationships. You know, sometimes we think boundaries are bad and like we shouldn't, you know, put them in place, but they are put in place to actually protect relationships as well. You want to protect the health of that relationship. And some, um, you know, if you don't have boundaries, it can, that relationship can go to an unhealthy level. Um, so yeah. Um, and that can help us in our day-to-day lives. So, um, I just want to ask you, I'm going to ask one question with each of these topics, mind, body, and, and spirit. So for your mind, I want you to think about a common lie you believe about yourself, um, but that you know it's not true, but you just keep believing it. And I want you to think, what is the cost of letting this lie live rent-free in your mind? What is this costing you? All right, so you think about that. So what are some things that we do for the body? We cultivate, we cultivate awareness around our food habits, our exercise routines. We utilize our food mood journal. It kind of tracks everything, macros, micros. It's really cool. You can kind of see it laid out. Um, I don't know, because you can think you're eating a certain way, but then when you see everything out there on paper, you're like, oh, interesting. I like data. What can I say? Um, And then just in a general sense, simply committing to pay more attention to your body and understanding the signals it sends to you and what those means. Because sometimes we just kind of power through and we don't really listen to our bodies, but um, it's trying to tell you something. So, um, and then we also, with our bodies, we want to steward our health well. We are the managers of everything that God has given us including our health. So we just want to steward that well so that we can be purposeful to fulfill what God has called us to do. And, you know, if we eat sugar every night and we have these crazy headaches and we makes us emotional, then when we go to work, we lash out at our coworkers and, you know, it's just a mess. It's good to feel good. And just to be thankful for good health you know what he's given us so we want to keep that intact if possible and it's okay though if if it's a struggle um we acknowledge there's grace there's definitely grace so we want you to be encouraged in that at the end of the day though even if your body fails we can proceed with hope knowing that if you're in christ He promises to give us new glorious bodies like his. And that is our eternal hope because I think we need to steward well here while we're on earth, but ultimately he is the one who's going to give us a new glorious body and it's going to be awesome. And there's a Bible verse for that I'm going to find. And so I want to read you this. It's 1 Corinthians 15, 53. It says, for the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed 
For the perishable must be clothed with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality. When the perishable has been clothed with imperishable, and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come to pass. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? Oh, boy. So wherever you at on your health journey, even if there's something that you really can't do much about, we have this hope that God has given us that he will restore our bodies and praise God because, oh, man, I cannot tell you how many hospital rooms I've been in. And I say, is there anything else you need? And they say a new body. I said, you got to talk to Jesus for that one. He can give you a new body. Um, what else do we do for our body? Obviously eat healthy, talked about that, make your brain and body feel good. Um, we seek to support the body in its healing through natural gentle remedies or supplements if necessary. We can explore those things. Um, rest. Maybe, uh, we work on creating some margin in your schedule in life so that you have a moment to breathe so that you can rest because the truth is we can go you know, on survival mode for a bit and not resting and just keep going, 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 going. But at some point, your body, it's going to make you rest. It's going to demand you rest. (laughs) You're either going to get sick or you're going to go crazy. Sorry, speaking from experience. Um, (laughs) But um, we were just made to rest. And then lastly, pray for physical healing. The Bible says we should pray for it. So that's what we'll do. So I want to ask you another question about your body health. How do you enjoy moving your body? So not just how do you like to exercise, but I want you to think about how do you enjoy moving your body and how can you incorporate those things a little bit more into your life? Um, For example, my husband he likes to swim. So we got we went from Planet Fitness to LA Fitness. So we switched our membership. Holy crap, I've never seen him go so much to the gym in his life. But you know what? The good thing is when he's there swimming, he also sometimes lifts weights. So whatever it takes. <laughs> um, sometimes, you know, people do better when they're dancing or doing Zumba or rock climbing, gardening. Holy cow, gardening has been giving me a workout I tell you what it's no joke so there's that I just want you to think about how do you actually enjoy moving your body and I know there's somebody on the other line that is like I do not enjoy it ever (laughs) called you out um just kidding. So uh, now we're going to talk about what are some things that we do for our spirit. So um, mind, body, spirit, that's just generally what's always said. I say mind, body, Jesus, because I believe that God is the one to ultimately fill the needs of our spirit. And that's why I just cut to the chase, mind, body, Jesus, because I don't want there to be any confusion with my business, I don't want you to think you're coming here and get one thing and you're getting another and you're like, oh my gosh, this lady is a cra- crazy Jesus freak. Hello, that's me. Um, But for good reason, man, Jesus saved me. Um, 
But anyway, so because in holistic health, you get a lot of influence from like Eastern religions, things that have kind of a vague spirituality or that like reference the universe. And I'm like, well, we're not doing any of that here. We're talking about Jesus. Jesus died on the cross for us. He uh, bought for us a new spirit. And so we're adopted as his children. So we look to him. And so in Ezekiel 36, 26, it says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my degrees and be careful to keep my laws. Ah, Yes, he gives us a new fleshy spirit that is sensitive to his word, his good word that nourishes us that guides us that protects us that loves us so yeah we embrace that um what else do we do for our spirit we meditate on god's word we seek god's wisdom instead of worldly wisdom in james three seventeen, it says but the wisdom from above is first pure then peaceable gentle open to reason full of mercy and good fruits impartial and sincere and a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Bada boom, bada bing. Next, okay, we acknowledge his presence and power within us that he can do things that I can't. So ultimately, my job is to point you to him spiritually. And then lastly, we pray together again. Whatever you need spiritually, and especially if you're feeling spiritual attack in in any situation, I am here to pray with you and for you. So also I want to preface um, all of this with wherever you are at on your spiritual journey, you are welcome. As long as you're open to hearing and being guided by God's word, I don't care if you haven't been to church in like 10 years, if you have a relationship with God, or even if you don't right now, but you desire to have a relationship with God, you are so welcome. So um, if there's things that you feel like you need to process spiritually, um, I am more than happy to process those with you and to kind of dissect scripture, look through scripture, say, this is what this says. What do you think about that? You know, but just knowing that that is our foundation. That is our firm foundation, the word of God. Um, And, you know, I'd love to pray for you and to encourage you in that. Um, So your spiritual question here I got for you. Um, I want you to picture a desert with hard cracks in the ground, maybe a tumbleweed going by, maybe some slithery snakes. Um. And I want to ask you, in what part of your spiritual journey would you say this desert land depicts? So we know that in Isaiah 43, 19, he says, See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I want to be careful to say this is specifically prophesying Jesus. Jesus was the new thing. He was the stream in the wasteland. Um, But likewise, on a micro version, God does this all the time. He's always running streams into our desert. Um, He's always bringing wells to our hearts. He is the living water, the Bible says. So 
if you've received God already, what new thing is he wanting to do in this desert, hard, cracky land that you just pictured? Just something to think about. So, Sunrise Holistic, a comprehensive view of your health, a new start, a new day with new mercies for all parts of your body, mind, and your redeemed spirit bought by Jesus. Ding, ding, ding. Yay! And I have one more thought to leave you with, which is interesting. So, in the book of Revelation, it says there will be no sun. Isn't that cool? In Revelations, it says, And the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it because the glory of God illuminates the city and the lamb, its lamp. That's pretty cool. Let me read that one more time. And the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it because the glory of God illuminates the city and the lamb is its lamp. There we go. I think I missed a word. Um, so there will be no sun. His, everything will be unhindered and his glory will be throughout the earth continually. It's going to be awesome. His perfect love, his goodness, his purity, his strength, his beauty, all of that unhindered. Can you imagine that? All things as they should be. Everything will be made new. Every tear will be wiped. This is the eternal hope we have in Jesus. There will be no more sunsets, no more darkness. So I guess then I will have to change my business name. Ha! Just kidding. I will be out of business by then because nobody will need me. Rightfully so. Anyway, that is a wrap. Thanks for joining in on this conversation. I hope you enjoyed it and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.